Hey, what's up, guys? This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. Hey, Rodney, how are you doing today? Good. How about you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I greatly Thanks appreciate for having me. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, for those of you who do not know, Rodney is also known as Silent Child. Beautiful, beautiful vocalist. One of the most beautiful voices I've heard in a long time. When Mig sent me your stuff, he was like, "Hey, like I, I picked up a new a new artist." I'm like, "Okay, sh- cool, cool, cool. Send me some stuff." And I was like, "Damn." I was like, "That's that's that's lit. That's that's really cool." So, how's it how's it been lately? Has it been just a cool creative time over quarantine or has it just like, you know, dealing with a bunch of life stuff? Tell me where you've been at. Uh, it's been interesting for sure. You know, there's, there's been a lot, a lot going on. Um, I, I started pretty strong, you know, with cloud kid and everything. The first mm-hmm. release went well and everybody liked me, kept the momentum up. And then, you know, one song just really stuck and, uh, kind of propelled me forward, but, uh, yeah. It stuck. It stuck at like as soon as COVID hit. So yeah, which <laughs> um, is like a love hate thing because your music is like extremely. I want to say like listenable when you kind of look at you know the EDM facet in our genre, especially in bass music. The per se like shelf life of a song is very short compared to the genre that you know you make your music in, and so I, I feel like. Even going into COVID, your music is still extremely listenable and extremely like streamable. If not, if not so more than when all this other shit is going on. So, I mean, how long have you been really writing for, making music for? Oh man, it's it's been like uh, it's got to have been like over five years, barely at this yeah. point. Uh, I started in sophomore year. Okay. Uh, seriously in sophomore year um i've told the story like so many times but like i've i've failed through my entire sophomore year to to figure out how to produce on ableton like yeah (laughs) is that the doll you use now ableton yeah yeah i i fl studio looks so like crazy to me like there's so much going on (laughs) um it was just too much for me i never really i never really got it but like um I started out with this partner of mine uh, who kind of taught me enough of Ableton to the point where I just figured out the rest and uh, just carried on from there. And here I am. Sick. Awesome. Well, that's fucking, that's dope. And I mean, have you, because what I said before was like, you know, I assumed you were kind of vocalist made producer, but exactly opposite. What inspired you to finally start really utilizing your vocals and putting your vocals on everything because that's where I just feel like people are drawn to you period like well um I was always like the singing type um as a child I would be the one singing along to songs and everything like that and really just trying to get to know music um yeah. And I, I was I was in course for like all three years of middle school and everything. And so I had experience with actually singing. Uh, and I, I know I know new practices and things like that. And just yeah, like a warm up. And I was like, I can probably do this. 
But um, yeah, the the real thing that kind of pushed me over to to doing vocals was I. It's it's not the easiest thing as a producer to get a vocalist on a song or on a song, and if you do, then it's not the easiest thing to find the perfect fit. You know, they don't always come out to how you envision them, mm-hmm. which which was extremely the case for someone in high school with not too much experience or reach and definitely no money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Work. Yeah. So I was like, something's got to change. Like I got to figure anything out. And so I just said, screw it. And I got out my iPhone and I just tried my best. <laughs> Well, I mean, I definitely think that it that it has definitely worked to your favor. And I yeah. mean, when you, so so you first started really experimenting with your vocals when you were young. So you've been doing the vocal pairing with the production for a minute. Uh, I mean, I've been I was singing kind of behind the scenes while I was producing. You know, I never really thought of my singing as anything people would want to hear. Growing up, like I was. I wasn't really encouraged to sing by too many people. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, it's, it was just a learning process, really. I kind of figured it out as I, as I went on. Every track was better than the last and kept moving forward. Absolutely. It's a, it's a continuous kind of build and journey as long as you're consistent with it. And it's crazy because I just feel like so many people on like the non-artist side, even like on the industry side, don't understand how long it really takes. And it's like you and I are both still honing our craft, still honing our skills. And it's just like a continuous climb up this mountain. And it's like, you know, have have you ever, you know, when you started producing, did you always want to do the type of music that you do now or were you kind of mm. dabbling in in hip-hop were you dabbling in like r&b or pop or tell me about it i um well i i definitely did not think i'd be where i am now like i music wise in general like completely mm-hmm. the, the genre style that i'm making is not at all what i thought i'd be making like i started as a it's more like a melodic dubstep producer. No um, way. Yeah, I somehow. Never guessed. Wow. Yeah, I, okay. I, I started by, <laughs> I started by like, uh, I was on YouTube just trying to figure out um, serum and everything, looking up virtual riot presets and stuff. Like yeah. it, wasn't, it was not at all close to what I'm doing now. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I went from that to, you know, future bass. I saw Son Holo appear on Trap Nation and everything. I was like, this is crazy. This is dope. I want to try it. And I sucked at it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we all suck yeah. when we try something the first time, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know? Of course, you know, it's all, it's all a big learning process. And, you know, I I mean, hey, I, I basically just ignored sophomore year to figure it out. So, you know, I did something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So then when you kind of got exposed to that like San Holo realm, because I listen, I listen to your music actually like all the time. That makes sense to me all the time. So, so I'm always like up to date on the new stuff. But what would you say to per se, like somebody listening who haven't heard you before? What genre would you say you fall in? Cause I know you do features on vocal, on, on tunes with like purge and stuff like that, like more, more EDM based. But would you say, I, I wouldn't even categorize you really as future base. Like what would you categorize yourself as? I wouldn't, I would definitely wouldn't categorize myself as future base. I've, I've been trying to get out of future base for so long. Yeah. And, uh, at, at this point, the, the most common title that I'm seeing is alternative, which is really where I want it to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with alternative, um, whether it's alternative rock or just alternative electronics, you know, alternative something. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many like different alleyways you can kind of go down with that alternative route. And I, and I totally feel that I was in an alt band before I kind of popped into EDM and, and you know, the, the different kind of genres you can pull from, which is what I hear a lot in your music where you have just kind of like these, inspirations from multiple different kind of corners of music in in general which is which is super super sick and and you know when so did you start releasing when you were that young in sophomore year were you just honing your skills trying to figure out what was going on and then like before you kind of because you haven't been working with mig for that long makes his manager by the way so you've been working for him with like a year right yeah so, so before that period of time, where were you kind of really sitting out with releases and, and how you distributed your music for, you know, your fan base to hear? Um, well, really my fan base wasn't too, uh, existent at the moment. I feel <laughs> so, that we've all been there. We've uh, all been there. Yeah. I, um, my, I, once I, once I actually got really good, which and not really good, but you know, really good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Once, once I got to to that point where I was just more than decent, I guess, uh, which was really like senior year. Um, I want to say, okay, 2018. Um, I was still doing future bass, but I was I was doing ghost productions at the time. So a lot of my music that sounded good wasn't actually coming out under my name. Um, so my release schedule didn't exist. I wasn't putting out too much music. I had I had an alias planned as as an alias planned as clouded, like with the K, and um, I was ready. Like it was a hundred percent ready to go and. Then one day I see like on Trap Nation this artist named Cloud, and I was like, "Well, shit, that's not gonna work." Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I had that artist alias Clouded just sitting there for like a year with no music on it, and so I changed my name again, and um, I, I I went to No Secrets as a name, and I released two things on on that alias. One was a song called Mountains with my friend Steven Geisler. It did really well. It's future bass. Um, it did really well, though, you know, uh, on a label that I was pretty close with. Um, I, th- I think the label is like 
disbanded now though so the song got taken down yeah you might be able to find it but um it's so shitty when like you work with smaller collectives that are like kind of middle like of the line like labels and then when they close their doors like all of their music is lost and yeah. all of their artist music is lost yeah i was i was pretty bummed about it um i was pretty bummed about it but you know what are you gonna do yeah uh, that's very true. It's, it's a good way to look at it. I mean, you can always, that's what I always say to you. Like a lot of people always kind of hold on to their music and I'm, I'm a person who's guilty of that. And there's definitely, I think it's definitely like quality over quantity, but at the same time, it's like, if you're the one making your own music, you're always going to make more of it. Yeah. Yeah. But from, from there, I, um, I, I had a, I had a track, uh, it was a remix of, uh, uh, I don't, I'm you've probably heard uh X's song Sad. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh I I did a remix of that with my friend Naviso and uh I sent that over to Cloud Kid. And at the time I was sending pretty much all my music over to Cloud Kid. They probably don't even remember me because I sent it under like all of my aliases that I've mm-hmm. never had. <laughs> yeah. And um but basically um, that was like the pinnacle of my future bass tracks. That was, yeah. that was, I'm pretty sure that's also where it stopped really. Like, uh, but I, I sent that in, I was like, uh, Hey, would really appreciate if you guys would consider helping me get this at least able to be put out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they hit me back and they were like, yo, this is, da- this is great. This is dope. Uh, but I don't think we can really help with this, uh, just cause there's so much surrounding this. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, they really liked it though, but at the end of the day, it wasn't accepted. So I just kind of put, we put it out on our own. And mm-hmm. from there on, it was literally just tunnel vision for cloud kid. Like if, if I didn't, if if the track wasn't good enough to get on cloud kid if they said no to it it probably wasn't releasing and that's really what happened you know i as soon as i hit cloud kid was the moment that i actually released music yeah so explain to me what the entity of cloud kid is is it a label is it a youtube channel is it a collective it's kind of all three really like um it's it's really like it's probably the smoothest label that I've worked with and probably the closest label that I've worked with. Like they, I mean, they're not the biggest, but mm-hmm. they're pretty big. And, you know, it, it was, it was my dream label at the time. And I, I really wouldn't have it any other way. They've pushed me pretty, pretty far. They've created me essentially. Uh, Which is super sick. Yeah, they they focused really heavily on me, which was was great. You know, it was an amazing confidence boost to someone who's been shooting for nothing but the stars to actually reach, you know, the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they record label, YouTube channel, collective, all that. You know, I we we talk pretty regularly. They help me with whatever they've done. All my art, um, which includes like my my profile like my my logo and everything like that my soundcloud banner spotify banner all that and mm-hmm. they've just been helping me a bunch since the beginning um i love the I, logo too the, the, yeah. they, they did the silent child logo right yeah so so 
explain to me, because you went through a few name changes, you know, you saw that the first name you kind of had in mind was taken, then you switched to another one. So then what brought you to Silent Child and why are you Silent Child? Like what inspired that belonging of like an entity of this project? Yeah, I was I was kind of um with my other alias No Secrets, um, I was kind of balancing on the edge of of almost finding, you know, like I was I was close. It was really close. Um but it no secrets wasn't really the one for me. Um and so I dropped it in, like immediately after those two songs, really. Um and I was like, I just need to find something that's that's me, you know, something that represents who I am as a person, not just something like tacky to throw on when you see my name on a video on YouTube, you know? Yeah. And um my whole life has I've I've really been like a silent child. I, I haven't really talked to too many people in my life. Like I, I have definitely was never good at making friends. Uh, it, it was just like a, it was, it was a challenge to go through life as a social person. And even still, I failed that challenge many times. And I, I felt that silent child really resonated with who I was and what my music represents and what I represent as a person. Mm. And I, I thought that really brought an extra layer of depth to my Absolutely. Music. You have a personal connection to it. I mean, that that brings about the best when you're able to tie, you know, a kind of part of you into your project. And I think everybody does, don't get me wrong, but, but especially kind of in the way that you've developed your project and your new music, it's very personal. Like, I feel like when you listen to your music, like you're hearing part of you, which is, which is super, super sick. And then, so you've been working under this name for two years, three years. Uh, it's, I, I think my first release was in it was on October 2019. Okay. So like maybe a little over a year, like yeah. a tiny bit over a year. So so when you made that jump, were you still working with Cloud Kid or were you like, okay, this is my time to kind of jump off and do my own thing? Or do you still release with them? Uh yeah, I still have like um uh, there's a whole EP that I that I have coming out. Like we've, we've been releasing it's a six track EP. We've been releasing ah. the songs though as singles. So you've heard four of them. Yes. Um, so I have two coming out um, on the 2nd of April. Okay. But with that, yeah, just a little announcement in the middle of that. But like, yeah, um, no, 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 you're yeah. good. So, so let me just get this straight for the record. So on April 2nd, you have the whole EP dropping. Yeah, the whole EP is oh, coming out. Yeah. That's so excited. So what's the EP's name? It's called Tortured Thoughts. Okay, sick. So so tell me about the EP. This just opened a whole nother window. <laughs> now we get to talk about your EP. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, t- tell me about it. What we, what was your process? Six songs is a lot for an EP. That's almost yes. a modern day album, you know? As, especially coming from someone who, who didn't really even finish projects and hasn't released more than like two songs in a year before that six six songs that's a that's, that's a lot, a lot. It's, yeah it's beyond the most amount of songs that's, that i've ever made mm-hmm. in in my life and uh yeah it's um 
it's like the culmination of everything that I think about, you know, the stuff that's on my mind every day and the stuff that I've gone through in my past, you know, past relationships, past emotional issues, just all of that, just in six songs. And I, I feel like I represented it really well. There's a lot of elements that you probably wouldn't expect to be heard in like an EP because it's kind of just, it's more than one genre, more than one style. I started it like before I was even Silent Child, honestly. And um, I'm just happy to get them out. Like you're going to hear like, um, what songs are you came out? So there's, there's Life Sucks, Heart Attack, Normal, F U. That was. F U was a big one for you. Yeah, it was a yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. And even that one was was pretty different from the rest. But, um, you know, normal was very different, um, ironically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was it was very different from from the EP tracks. Um, you know, life sucks brought a different emotion to it all. Heart attack even brought some some different vibes to it. But um you know, there's there's one that I have called Jump, and it's with Patrick Reza. Um, it's going to be it's it came out as really really gritty, and I started it, showcased it on my uh, Instagram a while back, and uh, people seem to really like it. So I hope that comes out uh, swinging, really. Um, yeah. And I, my other one is called Pity Love, and it's actually R and B. Mixed in with a little future bass in there. That's exciting. That's like a quite a combo of two two different genres. And yeah. I mean, I, I can hear that though with your voice sitting very well on top of something that's more kind of like a combination of the R of R and B and of future bass. But that's so that's that's a lot. That's that's a huge yeah. EP that's coming out. So did you sit down and you're like, all right, like I'm ready to make an EP or was it just something that was okay? Like the best way to execute all of these songs together would be an EP and do the traditional single releases prior. Do you know, um, EP was never really on my brain until it was brought to me. Like I, I released three singles, three initial singles with cloud kid and it was, I'll be there for you when you need me and empty promises. Yeah. And those were getting really, really good traction, especially I'll be there for you. It, it like it, it did really, really good numbers for someone who just came out of nowhere immediately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, after empty promises, we were all just like, all right, yeah, the, all this stuff is doing really good. And they were like, we'd love to work with you a little bit more. Or would you consider doing an EP? And I was like, I, don't even know if I'm capable of making that many songs. Yeah, I was say, that's a lot of music for <laughs> yeah. somebody who's picky on like finishing projects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm open to give it a shot. Why not? <laughs> right. And, uh, it's like okay. Yeah, and they were like, well, we don't have to release them all at once. We can do them all as singles if you're down. And I was like, yeah, I think that's probably the best option. Yeah. And so I um. It gave me a lot of time to really figure out what I wanted. And the songs, like literally every song changed um, as soon as the, the other, the one before it came out. So I, I was releasing a song and then the next song that was scheduled to release, I'd just be like, this isn't exactly what I want. Let me go through and change it. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so every song that came out on the EP so far was just like, <laughs> it sounded completely different than where it landed. Just a total. But like, I feel like yeah. that's all part of the process. It's kind of like the first draft or like the 10th draft and you think you're done and then you go back and you listen and you're like, damn, like I kind of imagined this a little bit differently. This could be a little bit better in my mind. And it's worth it because especially if you're, you know, very picky choosy, which most artists are with what they release, it's worth taking the extra time to make it as good as you possibly want it to be. Cause that's, you know, you, it's like your entity of you. And I think probably the way that you've handled approaching releasing has led to this like huge stream success. Cause I just feel like I turn around every time and you're like on an editorial playlist makes like, (laughs) we got another one of like, okay. Uh, (laughs) He loves you. He brags about you all the time, but he's, um, when you like, when did you start to see this shift in like streaming numbers when you were like, holy shit, like a lot of people are listening to me. Like, like these editorial playlists are paying attention to me. Like this is, it's a big deal for, for somebody who's not being, you know, paying X, Y, and Z to be pushed, you know? Yeah. I I think for me, it was really crazy. Like the first day, (laughs) like, uh, I, I didn't even expect cloud kid to really accept me, but like they did. And, you know, first song that came out was just beyond anything that I've ever done completely you know Mm -hmm. my soundcloud was barren at the time nothing nothing was really standing out you know it was it was just if anything if i left even any song up there it it wasn't really past like three thousand plays maybe Mm -hmm. and you know from the first day you know silent child i it, it always just boosted massively yeah and the crazy thing is compared to where I am now, it's also boosted massively. <laughs> like yeah. again. Oh, absolutely. Um, and just every like like I said, you know, every every single time I released a song, it it was it was just uh it was something different, you know, like I, I changed I changed it a bit more um after every song release and yeah. I started gaining some steady fans and I saw real growth and I I'm still not used to that. Like it still kind of baffles me that. Isn't I'm it crazy? You're like, damn, these people are going out of their way to listen to me over yeah. and over and over again. Dude, I thought I was going to be homeless at this point. Like, <laughs> I, like I was, I genuinely, I was the worst with school. I was one of those kids that like, probably pass a test without studying or doing homework, but I didn't study or do homework. So I was failing because <laughs> you yeah. know homework matters. Um, yeah. So I, I barely got out of high school. My, my vision for myself was not successful musician at the time. So uh, this is, it, it's all just mind blowing to me. Um, well, I feel like it's just going to keep, going as well which is the exciting so. part it definitely will um but it's it's pretty it's pretty wild sometimes how like art and music just like saves you in these really 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 weird ways and and it's like you kind of always had that vision in mind i was the same way i was fucking 
terrible in school. I literally just passed just so I could get out of there, make my parents happy. And then I was like, all right, like I know what I want to do. This is kind of the platform and the community I want to build. And we're just going to kind of go head in and just keep going forward because that's the only way to go once you've made that commitment that like, hey, like this is what I'm going to do and this is my only option. And uh, so were you born in Florida? Were you born somewhere else? Were you raised somewhere else out of the, out of Florida? Or oh, I'm, I'm in Georgia. You're uh, in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did not know that. <laughs> so, so where were, where are you at in Georgia? I'm in this place called Canton. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's, we're, we're more closer to like the mountains really like, okay. um, but it's not too far from Atlanta, maybe like 45 minutes. Uh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of rotated between the two for a bit because, uh, you know, I had my, I had my dad in Atlanta and everything like mm-hmm. that. And I was originally pre COVID. I was originally going to actually move there. Um, but you know, COVID. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> so, COVID, I mean, I was going to yeah. ask, ask that too. Like, was your, I want to say like, Cause, cause you're, you're not a DJ, you know what I'm saying? Like you weren't touring, you're not, you know, you weren't doing X, Y, and Z. You're, you're, you're this very like standalone artist and, and was your life, whether it's personal or career wise, was it affected when kind of COVID hit or were you like, I was already doing my own thing. I was already writing. I was just at home working. So it wasn't a big deal or did like COVID kind of fuck a lot of shit up for you? Um, so I'd say like 2018, like my second semester of high school, life started going pretty downhill okay. <laughs> already. Yeah. Um, you know, life at home was pretty bad. I, I, um, I can't really get too into it. Cause, yeah, no, no, I totally yeah. understand. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. But, um, it, it, it wasn't great. Uh, there was a lot of financial issues mm-hmm. in the beginning. And, uh, I kind of looked to myself to really help out with that. And that's yeah. where the whole ghost production stuff came in. And I was just on that for as long as I could really just, mm. if, if it could make me some money, I'd, I'd do it. And if it can make me some money music related, I definitely do. Yeah. And I was trying my absolute best to build any type of career that I could with music, um, before I just say, screw it, I think I'm going to have to get a job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a thousand a month here and there, like awesome ghost productions was getting me something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was trying to, I was trying to balance ghost productions with actual production so I could make some more money. It's a and, lot of production. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah, of being yeah. burnt out, you know. But yeah, I I felt like I had an obligation to help out at home, mm-hmm. so everything wasn't just going completely downhill with no hope. Yeah. Um. So I pushed through it really, and it was a lot of stress and probably a lot of mental damage that I can't really repair. Yeah. But I I broke through it and. By the time COVID hit, um, you know, I already had, I already had a, a fair foundation for for music. At at that point, I was doing so much with music that I really couldn't, um, I, I couldn't stop. Um, yeah. 
it'd be it'd be worse if I stopped than to just keep going just and keep see going. where I could take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same with like a like a job uh, from a job standpoint, also to a school standpoint, because my whole plan was to at least think about going to college, but that went right out the window when I started, you know, making good money. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can, I could do this. I'm in a situation where a lot of people would, would kill for, I, yeah. I need to make something of myself. Cause you may not get that opportunity again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I just went full force with it and I was like, I'm doing everything that I can to just become big, become self-sustaining and so covid hit and i was prepared dude i was ready and as as soon as that happened i was like all right i'm just doing stuff normal (laughs) i'm just going about my rotations really and uh so yeah i i had a plan ready to go uh unexpectedly but i covid came around and i was i was really just going about my day i i think I, i really don't think covid affected my COVID affected like my life. Obviously, I stayed yeah, at home a lot life. more. Yeah, for yeah, sure. But but like as as far as music career goes, I feel like it more or less affected like my music in a good way. There was a lot oh, more absolutely. people. There's a lot more people bored at home trying to look for some good music, you know. So, <laughs> well, that's what yeah. kind of like to wrap it around to what I said in the beginning was like, you know people are just at home and, and they're, they're looking, you know, they're looking for new music. They're looking for this. They're looking for that. And that is what kind of said, you know, the song that you released right before COVID did extremely well. Once we kind of went into that, you know, lockdown, everything shut, even, even though we're in Florida and Georgia, which stayed pretty open, we still, you know, definitely had shutdowns of general places and all of that stuff, the mask mandate. And I felt like it just gave like musicians and like producers time to really just work on art, which is super, super dope, yeah. you know, and, and you kind of get stuck in your day-to-day routine. And then when you can't do half things in your day-to-day routine, you're like, damn, like I didn't have this. I literally was working in like a, either in the corner in a bedroom or in a loft. Cause we had roommates for so long and we had four people living in this house. And when COVID hit, everybody got sent home from their jobs. Everybody was working at the kitchen table, working in front of the TV. And then our two roommates moved out. And I was like, all right, now's the time. Like we, I'm not doing shit. Build a studio, build this, do that. And, and it's, it's cool how it's kind of given this like breaking point where all of these artists are just what you said with like the EP, how it's just multi-genre, they're experimenting with all of these different things that I don't think they would normally do if like touring was on or, or it was just their regular thing or their regular day-to-day schedule or release schedule. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I if I could, if I could have been given a, given a different option then ghost production definitely would not have been like on my list of things to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a great way to not have to get a job. I know a lot of people who go to these, um, not have to get a job and still use your music skill set. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it and there's a market for it. There's so many people who want to do this, who don't understand the time and like the dedication it takes to actually learn how to make music. Like this shit is not simple. It's not simple. Let alone to like 
figure it out and then to like be good at it is two totally different things, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been a wild time and, and it's cool. Cause I feel like we see like the light at the end of the tunnel here in the States with the vaccine and with all the other shit going on. And like, when we get back to normal, are you really just going to kind of stay in the studio and like keep grinding and keep writing? Or are you looking forward to potentially having some like live performances down the road? Yeah, there's definitely going to be live performances. I have no idea how it's going to go, but there's definitely going to be live performances. Um, when you kind of envision yourself performing live, how would this exactly work? Because you're not, you're not like a, like, would you DJ and then sing on top of it? Or would you have like a MIDI keyboard there, everything hooked up to Ableton and then you singing? How, you know, like paint the picture for me. Um, so I, I guess it's really like wait, more close to what you said with the MIDI keyboard and everything set up to Ableton. But like, um, I, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never been that, uh, I don't know how to say this. I, I've, I've never been that good at like multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I feel you. <laughs> so I, I, like I said, I have no idea how, how this is really going to go really. I'm, I'm just talking to as many people as I can who've already done it and been like, yo, how, how should I go about this? Cause my originally I, I didn't start out as like the best vocalist, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty good, but you know, it wasn't anything that people were just looking for. I, mm-hmm. I didn't sound too different, but, um, my, I, I didn't really look at myself as a vocalist. So I was still within DJ range. Like I, I have a mixer underneath my bed. It's just chilling there. Yeah. It's just <laughs> but, hanging um, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been like I I was I was just talking to people and everything and uh, trying to figure out the best way to go about it. Like uh, I was, I'm, ass- I'm assuming you know who Kill Paris is. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He um he I was I was talking to him. Uh, he helped me out a fair a fair amount trying to uh in in terms of like getting equipment picked out and stuff like that. And he does the whole live thing. He's got like his yeah. guitar and then a keyboard Dude, he's, and yeah, then he's, he's like it. singing and he's DJing at the same time. And you're like, yeah. how the fuck is this guy doing all of this at once? Yeah. He's, he's like, he's, he's at the top for that. He's, he, he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. I, I really just trusted that. Um, He's like the perfect person to talk to, honestly. I because I think about it sometimes too, and you you really see this. What's what's really cool about what you're doing, especially if you get pitched kind of in like this EDM circuit and this this electronic market, is you really see only the top guys using live elements and doing the live performance thing. So it's it's hard to necessarily be you know come in contact with you know flume or maddie on or you know people who do the whole live setup but it's cool because i feel like when you figure out how you want it to be executed it's going to put you in such a cool place for a live performance aspect where like on festivals like okeechobee or bonnery or electric forest you're just going to be able to like flourish in that standpoint where they've got the bands and they've got the live performers you know yeah which I'm I'm hoping that it gets to a point where I've done enough and it's just kind of like a just a sequence at that point you know like mm-hmm. I just get up there and do my thing um yeah. and if you I mean, habit you know yeah that's what I'm hoping 
But it will. It'll you'll 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 go through some like major fuck ups and then you'll like learn and you'll be like, all right, I got this now. And then it's like, after you do it X amount of times, I used to get, I used when I first started singing, I used to just get so scared because I DJ and then I would, I would sing over it. Cause I sing in a bunch of my tracks and you would never be able to like hear your voice unless you had it in your monitors. And you're like, am I on key? I can't even fucking hear myself. Like, I don't know the booth monitor is so loud. And then it's like one day you just, after doing it over and over again, you just kind of understand the way that the equipment works and you understand, you know, how the best way to hear yourself, all the speakers you have to shut off near, you know, near where you're playing and, and you just do it. And, and it's like, that's exactly what you've done with production. It's, it's just in a different, you know, it's in a different like subfield of our part of being an artist. And, and it'll be really cool when you make that transition, which hopefully will come with like the opening of things. Um, and I think we're almost there where, you know, we get to see some live performances from you. Cause I feel like in an intimate setting, that's like where you're going to be able to con, you know, connect with your fans the best way possible. Mm. It'll be super sick. Yeah. Be super Definitely. Sick. Yeah. Look forward to it for sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited for EP now. We just dropped that. Meg didn't even, t- I feel like maybe it was in like one of our, one of the email chains, but I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to ask Meg to send that over. But so you have two more songs coming out and then, it, and then it'll be all out on the 2nd of April, right? Uh, yeah. And that's on Cloud Kid, correct? Yeah. Fucking awesome, correct. dude. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on, just talking to me for a while about, the EP about stuff during quarantine about your journey. I'm so excited to see, you know, where you're going to be at in a year. I feel like a year ago you were in a much different place than you're in now. And hopefully as long as it keeps escalating at this rate, you're going to be in a really good position, you know? Hope so. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But I, I greatly appreciate it. I'm going to link all of your stuff below. Um, Anybody listening, please check out Silent Child. He has the most beautiful voice. I'm eventually gonna get you on a track. Don't worry. I'll just blow <laughs> I'll just blow make up about it. But um yeah, thank you so much for coming to talk, Rodney. I hope the rest of your move goes well and hopefully I'll meet you in person soon. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna just stop recording real quick. <laughs> <laughs>